0: Welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And this week, we're going to talk about two episodes that kind of just felt like one episode. Yep. Episode 7 and 8 of The Outsider from 2020. Before we get started,
1: how was your week? Uh, my week was very physical. Did you punch a lot? Um, yes, but not really during the week. The weekend was filled with classes um, back-to-back. And I got to work out. I was invited by Sifu Fred K, who is a um, martial arts teacher, to help him with uh, a class that he was doing online. And then I'm going to be his sparring partner for lightsaber fighting. Go figure. But I will use my, that mar-
0: sounds rad. my
1: martial arts skill. And apparently, I must be some kind of Sith because I'm. I ex- that would explain all the dark clothing. Uh, but yes, so there was a lot of training this weekend, and I'm a little sore still, because I, I I worked hard. Uh, but how was your week?
0: It was good. Less oh, physical than yours. But you
1: made something that was a gift from God. Oh, I don't know that it was a gift from God. It was a gift from God. I made it. Uh, if St. Paul can claim it, so can you.
0: <laughs> I made a Paula Deen recipe, forgive me. Mm-hmm. I told Ziggy not to sit outside of our room and cry, but she's nope. not listening, so not if you hear her crying, I apologize. That's I'll me. Try and cut I'm her imitating out, a cat. <laughs> woof. That was loud. Uh, I made a Vidalia onion tart. It is very good. There's very more very of good. it in the fridge right now, so... I will be having some when we are done with this, along with some Persian cucumbers.
1: No, what were the, weird. the elements of it? It's
0: cheese and cheese and cheese and onion and
1: tart. But it's... <sighs> <sighs> what? I'm trying to remember exactly the word for what you did to the onions.
0: I caramelized they caramelized them. onions mm-hmm. and
1: quattro formaggio.
0: Quattro formaggio, but that's only because I don't have gruyere.
1: And goat cheese. Goat cheese. And cream cheese. And cream cheese. In a pie shell.
0: In a pie shell. Which... With some fresh thyme, a little tiny bit of balsamic vinegar, and mm. salt and
1: pepper. God, it That's was it. such a good balance of flavors.
0: It was really easy. So, yeah, you said <laughs> when you finished eating it, you were like, I want to learn how to make this, which is pretty good praise. Yes, it is. So hopefully... I'd never see... I've been wanting to eat Vidalia onions mm-hmm. for a decade since I learned what that they existed. But in California, they're hard to find. And Trader Joseph started selling bags of them. So I was like, well, I'm not going to buy a bag of Vidalia onions. What am I going to do with a bag of onions? Y'all, I'm going to caramelize them and put them in a tart, and it's going to be delicious. So uh, I'm glad that you I'm liked just, it. I'm not the only one. I know. Everybody seems to have enjoyed it, who ate it. One of our roommates did not eat it because they are opposed to cheese. And for that, I have no explanation. An egg,
1: right? There's some egg binding. Oh, there's egg yolk. Yes. Yeah,
0: but it doesn't taste like egg. They no, it did not taste the egg yolk. But they would notice the cheese. Uh, so, more for us, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hooray! Ready to get to these episodes. I am
1: absolutely ready. All
0: right. First, we start with In the pines. In, in the, the pines, pines. Yes. Where the stars don't ever shine, or I don't know if that's the words. I don't actually know that song. Uh, it was directed by Dana Reed and written by Dennis Lehane, aired first on February 16th, 2020. That is uh three-squared and a four-squared. And we know going into this episode, Holly is in danger.
1: Yes, she's been kidnapped.
0: Uh, as well as us knowing Holly is in danger pretty quick at the beginning Ralph and Alec also know that Holly is in danger mm-hmm. cuz he Ralph heard her leave super early but didn't do anything to stop her or see where she was going and uh doesn't know where she went can't well, get hold of her Ralph Not doesn't really her want her there no Ralph is like please just her. leave right. yeah. uh and uh bef- before we get into the Holly and Uh, Ralph of it all, and Jack. Mm -hmm. Really, it's the Jack of it all, isn't it? Uh, We start with Glory uh, preparing to go back to work, and uh, we find out that what her work is, is Realtor, which is... A monster in itself. Yes. It's bad on a number of levels. It is a terrible job for a sole earner to have, I would argue, because your money comes in these big bundles at completely unknowable intervals. (laughs) Um, And, you know, she's famous in this town. Not for anything good. Uh, She is very self-conscious during her showing, although the people that she's showing the house to seem to not be paying attention so much to what she's saying but mm-hmm. who she is and there's kind of staring at her so she snaps and loses it with them uh and then is told by her boss it's a little
1: bit funny that she refers to herself as the Bride of Frankenstein yes
0: she goes it's me the Bride of Frankenstein and then she talks about or she says you know if you sign on this dump uh, I'll let you take my picture or something mm-hmm. um and then we kind of cut to her speaking to her boss who's like uh there's con- they're contemplating suing and Chloe's like for what and they of course they're claiming emotional duress or whatever right. and i'm just like uh, fuck them but uh and basically her boss is like i don't think no. i think it was too Mm-mm. soon but also you're never this is not going to work yeah. and she's like well I'm real close to broke and her boss is like, I'd sell your house and she's like, well, and go where? Like, we raised our family there. I'm not going to put my girls through that on top of everything else. I'm not going to let them chase me out. And her boss is like, I wouldn't let, you, let them chase me out either. But also, if you change your mind, I'll get you
1: the best yeah, possible so price. I, 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 can't, I can't get the boss in that ep- this episode and the psychologist uh-huh. I think, and the next are people mm-hmm. I can't get a like a grasp on what their motivation is, and it's not bad writing, it's just that they're sort of slippery.
0: Well, yeah, in this case, I think the boss is as all realtors are constantly looking for a right. payday because they're a few and far between, as I said before. Um, they're like hunting animals in the desert, yeah, and it's it's ick. it's it's and uh. We see Holly and Jack, and they're negotiating. Mm-hmm. Holly and Jack know what's happening. Jack right. Jack knows that Holly is on to him, asks if what Heath did by committing suicide by cop is what's in the cards for, for him. him. His future. So he's not hiding his... I don't know if we want to call it an infatuation. That... Doesn't seem like the right word, but also it does seem like the right word. What do you like mean? he's under the hypnosis of this thing,
1: right? Well, he's, not through any you know want of his own. But it's not possession. Well, it is kind of possession because she describes kind of. it. It's looking through his eyes. It, yeah. Well, she describes it that way. He doesn't describe it that mm. way. We
0: don't actually know if that's true. Right. But we do know that Jack is... But he's retained his
1: personality. It's not like he's taken over completely.
0: Yes. He, he He's aware of what he's doing, and he is actively fighting against it, but mm-hmm. he also knows it's a losing battle, especially getting his ever-living ass kicked. The, right. <laughs> the by his mom. Before, by his mom, who's dead, so... Please don't ever let me get beat up by a dead person. Uh, I'll do my best. And Holly is literally like, you're going to let me go at the barn and you're going to let me go on my own way. You're going to let me solve this so that you don't end up the way that he mm. that did. So they're being very plain with each other, which I think is good because I don't know that Holly has it, especially in such a high adrenaline atmosphere, in her to lie to him, right. she's going to be up front, so it's nice that both of them are just up front. Um, meanwhile, Jeannie's like, mm, Where do you think she went? She doesn't know anybody here. And then Alec is like, Jack was acting a little weird, like he was the only one who was kind of on her side, and right, so they're going back and forth. And um, Junie's like, You really, you really whiffed this one, <laughs> you really should have. Uh, Figured out what was going on with her, and uh, so Jack and Alec go to Jack's house, and they break in the door, and then they're just on the phone, like, uh. (laughs) While we're covered (laughs) in blood, it's a mess here, everything's broken. Yes. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Holly forces uh, them to pull over at a gas station grabs her purse, uh, says that she has her period. Jack takes her phone. Mm -hmm. uh, And that's an interesting little back and forth. She goes, why? And of course we know why, because he's not going to give her an out. An opportunity to call anybody. he says, mine's almost dead.
1: Right. Like
0: they're just, can I borrow your phone? Not you're going to get, I'm going to force you to give me your phone. It's this weird little pantomime that they do. And I'm like, that's odd, given the, the frankness mm-hmm. with which they'd been speaking the last time we saw right. them together. Uh, and uh, Holly goes into the bathroom, looks around. There's no out, there's no nothing. So she picks up the heavy back of the toilet, which is a good weapon, ladies. It's very useful. Keep it in mind. Uh, we see Jack inching up to the front, and she breaks the back window of the, of the gas station's bathroom,
1: Because it's too tall for her to reach, and so it would be impossible for her to climb through it.
0: Right. Well, even... It was close. She'd Mm. have to do that. Right. And so when she breaks it open, Jack runs around to the back, allowing her to run out the front door, back to the car. Jack chases her down and yells, I have the keys, but she has the other keys. It's a rental car, and they usually do give you two Two sets. sets. Um, So she was very clever in her manipulation of that. So she is able to peel out of the driveway... He fires a several shots after her. I think probably five would be my mm-hmm. guess, um, and then stomps on her phone. But she is she drives back from, you know, towards town. Yeah. Uh, we then see Ralph and Alec, or no Ralph and Eunice, I think maybe, at the, at the, no it's not Eunice. He calls Eunice over at the at it must be Alec um at the uh gas station they see where somebody peeled out they see the broken phone uh they make sure that that gets logged uh and they they mention that the barn that he was supposed to be taking her to is 2 hours in the opposite direction so we know that that was not uh, like i don't even that know that was not where part of the plan at all no, Holly wouldn't know that, so she Holly didn't, wouldn't know right. that. Didn't know that. No. Um and we didn't know that he wasn't taking I presumed he was taking her towards the barn. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty remote area. Right. Close to the cemetery. Convenient. So like, um I don't I yeah, I I didn't know that we weren't going to the barn. I presumed we were going to the barn. But that also explains why they were in the car for so long. Yeah. So if it was two hours in the opposite direction, she, they were driving for at least two and a half hours, maybe three, um, because the barn was only an hour away from town. Um, so that gave them, it gave her enough time to sort of find a place to make her escape and then make her yeah. escape. Back at the house, we see that Holly has arrived everybody is asking what's going on and she tells them you know jack is work like is under the thrall enthralled maybe that's that's a better that's a better word Mm -hmm. uh yeah so ralph is asking where they were really going and the whole group at this point is like exasperated with him because he's like give me only give me logic I don't want to hear anything that's not logic, regardless of if it's truth, and that's a problem because yeah. they are in a situation where that's not that's not gonna do it. He doesn't want to hear about El Coco, right? And was it here or was it the next episode where um, Andy shows up? No, it's this one. It's this one, yeah. So Andy has come is c- comes to town, but I, it must be after this. Because there's a there's a scene where, is it a picture? Like, she gets mad because something was held back. And it was, I believe it was just a picture of Claude. So Claude is the bouncer mm-hmm. at the peach crease. Although, in this episode, or maybe the beginning of no, the this next episode, this episode mm-hmm. he quits. Right. And, um... He's given a seventh package, and he says he's gonna go to Tennessee to hang with his brother Seal, who I thought his name was Sealy because it's spelled exactly the same as Booth's character in the Bo- the Bones show. Oh, okay. In the Bones show, Bones, and this his brother Claude's brother's name is also S E A L E, but well, maybe they it's pronounce a local it pronunciation. Seal, or maybe nobody knows how that name is pronounced because okay. it's never been a real name but they keep giving uh, fake characters or fictional characters that name. I don't know it's very strange. And sh- so she sees a picture of him I think maybe at the club when Terry shook his hand and, sh- mm-hmm. and she blows up at Ralph because it looks like the most recent picture that Jeannie um, had drawn yeah. in the Sort of metamorphosis drawings of the outsider. We're going to go ahead and call it the outsider. Uh, and she's, he's like, "What I didn't tell you because it had a passing resemblance to this thing." And she's like,
1: "She actually gets genuinely she upset. She gets, she yells.
0: Yeah. She straight up yells at him. How dare you? she's also, I'm sure, still pretty like shaken up from. We'll be her later. Dying like, have nightmares about yes, what there could is. have happened." There's a scene where she gets in the car and you hear Jack... It's just like the scene that we watched Mm -hmm. before. Jack say, Holly, I have the keys. And she can't find the keys, can't get the car started. He opens the door and we see her blood all over the inside, like a gunshot and her blood all over the inside of the car. And then she wakes up screaming. Uh, So... uh, And that is... That's the end. That's the very last scene. Mm -hmm. The... Andy, her her beau, is coming to uh, check things out and uh, help and be with her because, you know, he's deeply into her. Deeply into her. Super into her. There's a cute scene between the two of them where she's like, what are you doing here? Like, just totally mm-hmm. deadpan, and he's like, uh. I know I should have called. And he legitimately looks scared. And then she, like, laughs. And she he's like, oh, you got me. And then they hug. And it's like, oh, they're so cute. Like, he gets her weird humor.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, he's really, and a later conversation he has with Eunice in the car. Yes, he's and then in the next episode. absolutely smitten with her. Smitten
0: with her, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, like, a legitimately good dude. Right. Um, and then, so, her thought about... The Claude, them really knowing now what the outsider is morphing into, allows them to act so at actively. least a little bit offensively, mm-hmm. right? Instead of constantly defensively, because he, they know that this won't stop unless they can kind of keep it on the run. And that's sort of where what we get into in the next episode. Yes. Um, so the episode eight is Foxhead. Uh, directed by J.D. Dillard and written by Richard Price, the um, showrunner, Uh, aired February 23rd, 2020. We start with Jack, who's come back from the woods. We did see one other scene with him in the previous um, episode, and that was him in the woods with his gun in his mouth, and he's unable to pull the trigger. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then he lays down on the ground and fires one bullet up into the air, which I I presume to mean that he has emptied his gun, just so that he wouldn't be. Maybe he was hoping to... the bullet would have come down right on top of it I think he was, but I think it was a way that that whatever power is um, enforcing his behavior would right. allow him to discharge the weapon, and also now make this weapon less of a danger to yeah. its
1: investment. And it is using him very heavily in this episode. Yes, in this episode particularly. I mean, he's like a food truck at this point.
0: Yes, for sure. Uh, so El Coco is almost ready, right? It's like, it's there. It's like a person now. It We hear it talking mm-hmm. and growling. There's a lot of growling in this episode, but it talks. It sounds like Claude. The The whole group is trying to figure out what they're going to do next. And Holly's like, okay, so... It's it's leaning so heavily on Jack because it was it's not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Like like it's not ripe or whatever. Right. Like it's not it's still A little more time too in the vulnerable oven. to be moving about by itself in the world, right? So and we did that really by catching and killing Terry so quickly. Mm and finding the, well, the and, and finding the evidence French, yes. really it wasn't even catching and killing him it was catching him and then almost exonerating him yeah. which m- means that like its existence was discovered even before they knew what they had discovered right yeah. as soon as they're getting the contradictory evidence this thing's in trouble this th- thing does seem like a thing that wouldn't survive as well in modern time
1: well, it's much harder to to pull off these sort of crimes. It, it was a thing in rural areas. Right, when
0: everything is being surveilled right. now and everything can be tracked, yeah. it's
1: really hard to do what it does. Well, maybe. I don't know. It depends. It's, it's like, going to get better at technology. Right, it's a living thing and it's very cunning, but and you think about serial killers who rack up these terrible amounts of victims because they know how to avoid being caught. Right, but if you you rely mm-hmm. on making it look like
0: somebody did a thing that they didn't do, right. and they can... Easily disprove that. Disprove, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Not the killing mm-hmm. or the destruction of the family. Right. It's the framing piece that's going to get harder as technology <laughs> improves, right? Um, so what they want to do is basically put eyes on Claude from now until this thing starts killing so that they can give solid alibi to Claude, thereby causing it to run again.
1: And then the, it's going and, to be diminished and every time. it's going to be diminished that, every time. Right, right. But it's not able to get its full... I mean, it very, is very much like the creature in It.
0: Yes, yes. Ooh. So... Um, Holly's like oh, I'm gonna go, and uh, Eunice I think is the first one. Is Eunice the first one that says I'm gonna go too?
1: It might be. Um,
0: and then um, we know Andy says, you know, I th- no, I think maybe he might be the first one. Well, if you're gonna go, I might be of some use. I'm a good detective, and what I'm saying, I guess, is that I'd like to go too, right? right. <laughs> like basically. And then Eunice is like, well, I've got some days. I've got some vacation days. I'll go. And everybody is both simultaneously looking at Ralph and not looking at Ralph. It's a really interesting scene. And he's like, I'll go, I'll go. Fine, I'll go. (laughs) And uh, so then we have the four that are going to go. And there, Alex says like he can't. Mm -hmm. Howard is not there. Ralph does not want Jeannie to go. And she doesn't offer herself. I don't think she thinks it's a good idea for both of them to go. Right. Mm -hmm. So they get in the car and Andy says, you know, asks...
1: So Andy like, and Eunice are together.
0: Andy asks Holly if they right. can go together and Holly's like, I think I should ride with Ralph because they need to get on the same page. Right. And I don't know how that's going to happen, but that's what needs to happen. Oh my God. Um, And so yeah, Eunice and Andy mm-hmm. are together Um, and Ralph and Holly are together, and they're going to drive to, what's it? It's like a little town in Tennessee that starts with a C, and I can't think of the name of it. The
1: way that they agreed to get the clot, it seems a little rough to me. Well, they
0: they start with, do you mm -hmm. want us to put him in in
1: jail? Well, that's
0: what they do. And but it makes sense mm-hmm. and Claude's actually fine with it Claude's, like Claude's a, brother an is not felon. fine at all well, Claude's brother, we'll, we'll get to him but uh, they, they start with pull, pull, they're trying to protect him that's the other thing like, mm-hmm. and they're right if he is in jail and a crime is committed by right. somebody with his face he's gonna be fine that is literally the only way cops are not going to look at him, right. right? Like, there's no other. Which is what they're trying to do. They want to put as many law enforcement officers around him. That's why Holly can't really just go by herself, and they know that Eunice knows that my badge is going to outrank her nothing all day every day. Um, in in terms of alibiing uh, him, mm-hmm. but. Put him in a cell. If he's in a cell, he's as
1: safe as he's he can monitor, be. He's monitored. There's a camera
0: on him. So, yeah. He can't and be... put him in a cell with the intent of someone's coming to get him. So don't right. fuck him up. Don't disappear him. He needs to be there when I fucking get there.
1: In the fact, there's even considerations. But, is but, terrible. Well, yeah. I, I don't know that those are considerations. Well, given but, this town, what happens to his brother, too? Well,. I think they were
0: right. They 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 did the right thing with his brother, but um, we'll, we'll get there in a minute. So, uh, we we get a, a call. I don't know at the at maybe at the end of last episode between Gloria and Howard, and Gloria realizes that the only way that she's going to make any money is to sue. Right, and so she says we're going to sue the PD. Uh, they're going to sue the DA. They're going to sue the corrections department, who was in charge of Terry's safety while he was in custody. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to sue the court grounds, because that's where he was killed. And then Howard asks explicitly, are there any, any actors, any individual actors that you want to sue? Specifically, what he's asking is, do are you, you want
1: to sue Ralph? Ralph right. And she says, let me think about it. Well, she's not. she automatically responds that she wants to sue the D.A., no, she says the cops. I thought it was he the DA. She says the DA. Okay, because yeah. that's the guy who's responsible yeah. by, for yeah. pretty much what happened. So,
0: um, and, and Howard uh, lets them know she's going to sue. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a conversation between Alec and Howard that we see, and Howard's like, why didn't you go with them? And Alec's
1: like, because I tasted copper in my tongue. And that's a really good thing. It is. There's a lot of... I'm trying to find the right word for it. If you ever see a, a stage production of Henry V, for instance, mm-hmm. there's a lot of asides where we follow characters from the main battle at Agincourt yeah. into corners and they have these conversations to pump their courage up to go back in or, right. enough of this, I'm running into the woods. Or, right. But what it does is it, it, it's a really good dramatic technique for keeping you invested in each individual character and what they're doing and how they're reacting to this larger thing. And there's scenes here with uh, lawyer and detective, scenes between... Eunice and uh, um, Andy, yeah. Which really make you like them. And And Holly
0: and Ralph.
1: And Holly and Ralph have a really funny scene too. Yeah. But they're all sort of keeping these characters juggling at the same time to where... You're getting more and more invested into what happens. Which,
0: like, I'm like, how many of these people are you gonna kill? Like, I don't, I start, I'm like worried. Well, that's the idea. It's supposed to create. And I'm just you know. like, I don't want any of these guys to die. Please don't kill Andy.
1: <laughs> like, like, is Andy gonna die? Is Eunice gonna die? It's and and then how many more people will get sucked into this? Because we realize that Jack, he's the redneck, right? Jack yes literal redneck i'm not being insulting it's yes, red no, and he's bubbly the one and pustular in the neck um, area yeah. he it's really funny cuz last night when we were watching the episode it said that the actor himself he looks like someone collided Leave Marvin with a Neanderthal man. He he's just has very this rugged like brow kind of. He's he's described
0: later in an APB as forty three, and I'm like, damn, I look good for my age if that's forty three.
1: City miles. I was <laughs> just that's... like, Whew.
0: Um We do see a very clever scene where Jack is outside his house, which is being sat in by mm-hmm. two cops, right? Um, and he calls in an officer down at an at a street that's close but not too right. close to him. Uh and they those cops pull out because this is a very small police force, right? Like the entirety of homicide is these three people, Tamika and Uh, Which makes me wonder about Tamika, because I... Well, Well, Tamika tells Jack in the last episode, not Jack, tells Ralph, because Ralph is mm. like, so what's up with uh, Jack? And Tamika's like, I don't know what you're you're talking about. And she goes, he goes, you know, you were talking the other day, did he seem off at all? And she's like, no. And he's like, are you being threatened? And she's like, get off my nuts, and also I'm transferring to computer crimes.
1: (laughs) I'm just like, oh. Well, when you see Jack go back, that diversion, which... Apparently, is a trick he learned from Holly. Yeah, he goes maybe. back into his he goes place, into his house, and, and finds brings out so many weapons, right? So many guns. So it's
0: going to go really wrong. And steals his own car. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is funny. I'm like, well, why would you? If you're going to steal it, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they only he only stole it because the police had quote impounded it. Like he has right. the keys, but th- now they know what car you're in. Like I don't understand. I don't understand that move, yeah, he gets a bunch of guns, gets it, and then later we see here an a p b and it's like
1: mm.
0: he's done this, and he's on the move, and he's you know right. dangerous and um and also that he's forty three and I was like yeah and then I, but then I did some math, and I'm like, because of the story that Ralph tells mm-hmm. uh Holly when they're talking in the car. Which is that the night that he wa his son was born, he was driving home uh and talking to his then deceased mother right. who had died about fifteen years earlier uh when he was sixteen, so I'm like, okay, so he was born when he was twenty nine uh and then he uh was talking to her and saying he wished that she could meet him and see him and he was great and and beautiful and perfect and this, that, and the other. Uh, A song that he only ever heard the time that he played it for her just after she she passed came on the radio. And, And so he's like, that's my, like, only sort of supernatural story. And Holly just goes, sounds like a coincidence to me. Which is... Hilarious. (laughs)
1: Hilarious. <laughs> there's also a hilarious moment with Eunice, and I don't, I don't want to spoil that one for everybody because there's a bunch of really funny.
0: Yes, exchanges. Eunice breaks Andy's balls a little for how much he's into Holly. You're right. Um, but in a in a way that it's is, all very genteel. Yes, kind of sweet. It's not and, too bad.
1: Um, and I like the fact that Holly. If we're following the same progression, this is the same character from, um. Mr. Mercedes. Yes. Right? We're playing the character. There's obviously an older Holly. Uh, And there's no Bill. This is after Bill has passed. You see these neat kind of moments where she harkens back to Bill. Yeah. Which is
0: uh, entirely... One hundred percent, anything that they took from the books, because right. Richard Price did not read the Mister Mercedes books and right. started and and changed her whole backstory as yeah. we saw earlier. So this is not right. really being written as mm-hmm. a sequel. Sequel, and she's not really being written as the same character that we've seen before right. or read about before, um, except where her dialogue is taken from the books where, of course, right. she was being written yeah. about
1: as a continuation from her previous But But I don't know if there's any conscious attempt, and I don't think there was, but at least in the writing, there are these moments when she you see this other yeah. person being reflected through her, like this is how she learned yeah. to, to take charge of a situation, because she has no problems with, because she's tiny, for one thing.
0: Ow, 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 yes.
1: Has no problems with just taking command of the situation. She's Van Helsing in this story, yeah. And all these other people are the ones that she gathers together with her.
0: It's not like she she does she's not a person Mm -hmm. who has an option. Yeah, she knows that this thing's going to kill more children. She can't just be like, okay, well, I
1: know it, right?
0: But that's the Holly that that way
1: with all the other shit that I know. That's the Holly that we've known all this time, though. Right. I mean, when we look at the other version of Holly, Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that she is visiting. I forget the name of the killer now, in his hospital room. Mr. Mercedes, duh. Right. <laughs> or the fact that Brady was when insane. it came really, push comes to shove, she bludgeons him to what we all thought was his death. Yes, right. So there's something in her that pushes back at a certain point. Yes, yes. And, and you can see that here, that she she'll reach a point to where she blows up at Ralph and goes, the same as Ralph's wife, if you're not going to be on board with what's going on and you're not going to be invested, then stay home. Because we don't need someone dragging their feet and hemming and hawing. We have to all be on board with, we stop this thing. This is our mission now. Yes. And it goes beyond the law. It goes beyond your guilty conscience about getting the wrong man killed. It's now, there is something that's not even human in the world. Right. it will go on doing this. And if there's a chance of killing it, and it seems to need some sort of, it has some sort of extended hibernation cycle... And this will be, like in it, this is your last chance to get the thing before it goes away for a while. And once it goes, it's gone. You don't know who it is. It could be anybody. It could be impersonating somebody. And it'll just keep doing this and destroying not just the victims, but the lives of everyone around them. So Ralph needs to have his come-to-Jesus moment where he's, okay, Am I on board with this, or am I not?
0: And he has one at the end of yes, this and it's episode. a
1: beautifully acted episode. But you should explain the context of it.
0: Well, yeah, so because it
1: involves some new characters.
0: There's really there's there's four. Well, there's really five couples in this, mm-hmm. right? So Holly and Ralph—that's couple one. Eunice and Andy—that's couple two. Mm-hmm. Alec and Howard—that's couple three. Right. Uh, they're back at. Uh, Cherokee Creek City. Right. And uh and and Alex says, I tasted pennies. And this is the same thing that would happen to him when uh he was volunteered mm-hmm. I don't think he volunteered, but right. to go on foot patrol when he was in Afghanistan. And he said I don't do foot patrol anymore. And how he's like, I hear you. Right. Uh spoiler alert, they do drive to to Tennessee together. So that's our third couple. Our fourth couple is uh, Claude and Seal. Claude and his brother. Uh, he goes to his brother's work uh, where he's a construction worker. Right. I don't know if he's the foreman. He acts like the foreman, but I don't know if he really is the foreman. Uh, and uh, he knocks off early, well, sort of knocks off. He just decides that they're going to drink a beer on the worksite, which is not cool. <laughs> it's, it's fine. So they're chatting. Um, you know, Claude thanks him for letting him stay. Um, Seal says, this is your house as well as mine, right. so you can stay as long as you want. It's nice when you have family that does things for Yeah, you? it's pretty, mm. pretty rad. Exciting. Oh, we see Seal uh, buying some drugs. It's just weed. Don't worry about it, everybody. It's just weed. And... They're talking, Claude says that he's been scared for like a month. he 's jumpy, he can't sleep. He checks locks four, five, six times a night. He looks outside his windows to make sure nobody's there. like he feels like something's watching him. he's not been doing well, and he thought and he felt very strongly if he stayed in Cherokee City, something terrible was going to happen, so he's he's away. For yeah. as long as and he'd gotten he he even got clearance from his parole officer cuz he had to cross state lines. Yeah. Um which is why they know where he is, of course. Uh Steele gets a visitor and uh Claude says, "I'm going to go to Burger King." And on the way to Burger King, he is pulled over as you said and arrested, which was Eunice uh, had called ahead uh, or called his buddy in the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. That's the TBI, not to be confused with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the GBI. (laughs) So many BIs. Uh, And because, once again, time in jail is literally the safest he could be. So he is arrested. He's like, what for? They're like, we're just just come on in, leave your car here. And he's totally chill about it. They finally give him a phone call. He's like griping a little, but he's not violent. He's not. He, he's just like I'm a felon, he's and this is what happens chatting to me. up
1: the, the cops.
0: Well, I think he's trying the to stories about the, the keeps them chill. Peach yes, and, exactly. Yeah. Right, the peach crease. His brother calls that the ass crack, and I'm like, right. Um, <laughs> just take away whatever subtlety it, or so poetry there's they there's wanted. There's and no subtlety no in what... the word crease. Right. Yeah, it's a. Oh. So wrong. And then Seal comes in and is like, What is he doing here? Let him go, this, that, and the other. And he advances on a cop, calls him a cocksucker or something, and distaste. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not a fan of the taser. The taser can kill you. Like, let's mm. be very clear a taser can kill somebody. But also, oh, there was a previously when the brothers were talking, mm. uh, Claude asked Seal how his anger His management, management classes were going. Seal said, "You know, I'm really learning some stuff. I might do it again." Mm-hmm. And then of course we see it in action and right. he is no he has no chill. <laughs> he has no zero chill at all. Uh, and Claude just like watches this happen and is like this is not helping. Anybody um, and th- so th- and then so that's our fourth couple and our fifth couple of course is Jack and The Outsider, right. who are also making their way towards Tennessee. Uh, Jack is chauffeuring The Outsider, so we do see him
1: and hear him. And providing him with food. Providing him there's with food. There's a lot food. of disgusting uh, scenes. A, well, scenes. do not seem but... A
0: hunter who was yes. riddled with cancer.
1: Yeah.
0: And then there's an attempt at a... At, like, a tourist... um a tourist attraction. At like, a tourist attraction. So we see sort of p- scenes through this episode of this family, this young boy and her, his older sister and what appear to be their their grandparents, but it might be their parents.
1: I, I think their grandparents. I don't seemed know. Seemed
0: like. And they are going... I wish I could remember what it was called, but it was basically, like, Cava Palooza. Mm-hmm. So the thing about... This town in Tennessee, which Cleary or something like Mm -hmm. that, Tennessee, Eunice is like, um, it's like a diner, two gas stations and some caves. Like that's the entirety of this town, right? And right now there is a cave festival happening and these, this, um, this family is going and the kid is the young man is really into it very way more into it than anybody else but that's fine that's that's what we do for family i guess uh and we we have uh eunice and ralph i believe go and pick up claude from the jail they release him into custody, and then everybody sort of leans on the cops to release Seal into custody, too, because Cloud's like, I'm not going anywhere without right. my brother. And they're like, "He." they say he
1: assaulted an officer, which is bullshit. Right, exactly. That's where I'm like, no, he didn't. He <laughs> shot him in the back with a taser while he was confronting an officer, yes. but that's not assault. He had
0: not put hands on anybody at that point, and they say that, and, mm-hmm. and so they, they let him go. They're going with the cops anyways. Right. Um, and there's a scene on the, you know, at the porch and they're like, it feels like I can only put up one of you on this couch that I don't have any other space. Right. Um, and all of the hotels are booked up because of this yeah, caveopolis or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, so Andy and Holly are going to sleep. Um, th- there's couches out on the porch So they're going to sleep out there. Eunice says he can sleep in his car. He's done it before. And then Ralph takes the couch. That night, at the cave fest, there is an incident. So it helps when it's a festival that, uh, for whatever reason, encourages the wearing of animal masks. Well, the idea is that
1: there are this little boy. There
0: are, like... There's a saber-tooth cave. Right. He wants this, to see the saber-tooth This little boy,
1: um, I like. Yes. He reminds me very much of somebody that I used to know when I was their age. Was it that you? That's not <laughs> the point. The point is, really wants to see the remains of prehistoric animals in caves. Yes. yes now, yes. I should include in here very briefly that I saw Journey to the Center of the Earth when I was a kid. Yeah. So I was fascinated by caves and animals mm-hmm. and creatures. And... uh so I loved movies about caves. There was one in 1985 called What Waits Below? Which is this weird science fiction film about Lemuria. Apparently, there is, in actuality, a huge cave system that runs all through Tennessee. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah, And it For crosses sure. borders. This is real. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: And so the movie that I mentioned was actually shot there at these enormous caverns. What were they called? It was pretty crazy because they were huge. Cumberland Caverns. Cumberland Caverns. And, um... There's yeah. also
0: the Forbidden Caverns and the Tukalachi Caverns. There's yeah. a lot of caves. But it was very interesting because
1: I'd never seen them 10, that I 10,000. Um, I actually went into a cave just to tie off that point when I, lived, when I was visiting Arizona, when I visited the Grand Canyon as a kid, and discovered, much to my chagrin, that it is not well lit in the caves and is actually very dark and dangerous and not at all like the movies I saw where all caves are mysteriously well-lit. So that stopped my spelunking uh, bent of mind.
0: There's something called Cave Fest.
1: So maybe it's an actual thing. Maybe it was really canceled a cave last fest. year. Oh, shocking. what a pity. Well,
0: everything was canceled last so, year. I would like to go to Cave Fest. So yeah, he wants to see the Sabertooth Cave. Mm-hmm. So he's off looking for where that cave is. Right. And his sister's flirting with some boys. His grandparents are talking about how they need to
1: keep her break up that flirting with the boys yes and yeah. also
0: that their grandson is a nerd but they love him anyway and as he's and then the little boy is wearing a bear mask
1: right
0: and is looking at these things and then a a a, a taller person than him with a masculine sounding voice right. wearing it looks like a fox mask i can't tell what it is it's that hard to tell to what kind of mask it is comes up and asks him what he's looking for and then says, "Well, I don't know where that cave is, but I do know where there's a cave um that has like the it's it's a, it's a bear it's a cave named, bear, named right. after bears." Cuz he was
1: looking for the saber toothed tiger cave. Yes.
0: And so I but he knows where there's one that has like bear scratches in the roof. Right. Cuz these bears used to be, you know, 15 and 16 feet tall. Mhm. Which I you were like, you, I, that's true. And I said, I know, i seen Clan of the Cave Bear, both with and without sex scenes. Because we watched that movie when I was in, like, the second grade oh. in school. But sure every time say? they did this thing with their hands, uh, the teacher put a paper bag over the TV. <laughs> Early forms
1: of censorship.
0: So... so yeah, um, I'm familiar with a cave bear, is what mm. I'm saying. Um, and, yes, it formatively and in weird ways. So he starts walking the boy through the festival, uh-huh. and we're like, oh no. oh, no, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And his sister sees him walking with this person that she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey. She yells his name a couple of times, and then she he's, uh, he doesn't answer or stop. And so she screams and chases them down, which right. is...
1: She's a good sister. So
0: brave. I know, but like, good for her. Right. She makes a racket. I, and the, I love the, the fact grandparents that people get make the right attention. decisions here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, is that your kid? And he just stops and then pushes the kid into the thing and then right. goes to try and run away and is tackled to the ground, I think, by the grandfather. Grandpa who's a big guy. Yeah, and um, the mask is knocked off. Mm. And that's basically where we leave that... Scene. Right. And then we go and we see um, in the police station each of the family members being uh, asked, being interrogated, mm-hmm. um, but they're all together and they're all right. safe. And uh, back at the house, it's the next morning. We see everybody waking up Andy and Holly waking up on the porch. Um, Eunice waking up in his car, and outside of his car door is Howard and Alec. Right. And uh, they have come to join. Everybody... So they wake everybody up. They're getting coffee. It seal's like, there's so many cops in my fucking house. <laughs> he hates it. And, uh... And two... cops roll up. And want to talk to Claude. And Ralph and Eunice go out with their badges. They head out and they're like, let's talk out here. And they are shown the footage... That somebody grabbed on their cell phone right. of a demasked Claude. 100% it's him. There's, it's clear. Right. And you just see Ralph's face and he fucking believes it. Like... That's what
1: I thought was the great. There's his moment on the road to Damascus right yes, there. There's right. a great kind of kick to the gut expression he has.
0: Because Holly had in, that was the other thing that they had out in the car mm-hmm. was. You either need to get fully on board or you need to get the fuck out of here because Mm. your indecisions are going to get somebody killed or worse. And so if you're not on, fucking fine. But you got to go. And he's like, you have to let me come at it at my own time. And Holly's right. There's no fucking more time. It's It's now. It's
1: now. And and it's it's all happening really fast. And you see it. It right. just locks into place. Yeah. It's
0: like, yeah, you like if you're you know listening for the safe latch to right. unlock, and you just hear ka chunk. You're just like, oh, it moved. It moved. The look on Ben Mendelssohn's
1: face and that tells is you everything. A you need beautiful to know. piece of acting. It was, yeah, yeah. Because you can see him trying to regain his posture, and he stands up straight, and his shoulders slouch, and he he's doing this very physical kind of reaction to actually seeing. And there is something to be said for that. This is the worst possible news, right? Yeah. If it was just to killer, it would be one thing. He can deal with that, but yeah, your no, entire right. conception of yeah. the universe Reality is fake. is fucked, yeah. And now there's this thing that you have to deal yeah. with.
0: Yeah, and there are some nice mm-hmm. um, sort of conversations about that. He has a conversation right. with his therapist in this episode, I think at the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. um, who is a fuck. I do not like yeah, his therapist. Yeah, like um, Seems like a real asshole would not want to tell him anything, frankly. But, um, he says, you know, at any, at every point in history, Yeah. uh, The human knowledge has been incomplete. It, it would be real dumb to presume that this is it. We've we reached all. it. We've learned here, it all. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like,
0: of course we haven't. There is stuff that we don't know, and we right. will be learning. So if you think of yourself on a continuum of knowledge, it makes it a little easier to take in something like this, right? And I right. think he used That was, for for all of the other foibles that his therapist has and is a kind of a dick, that was good therapy. Yeah. Did, good therapy. <laughs> um and then, the la- I think the last thing we see is actually, in a cave, the clawed thing, like roaring and eating a deer. Right. Um. And Jack, like, cowering. Because the sound is... Well, I imagine inside Hanked. of a cave, it sounds even then, worse. Yeah, and yes. then it echoes around, and it's... Yeah,
1: yeah. So Jack is still... It's growing in power. It's physically mm-hmm. stronger. But now it is yeah.
0: able to... Navigate the world right. as a hu- as a human, um, but is keeping Jack around because well, he wants that suffering. He's I think, keeping partially. Jack
1: around for a number of reasons. We know that Jack is like a a broken soul, and yeah. the scene between Ralph and Holly describing Jack's background is actually very good. Yeah, um, but on top of that, I
0: also so that's think, right. We find out mm-hmm. that Jack, all Jack ever wanted when he was a kid was to be a sharpshooter, mm-hmm. and he practiced and he practiced and he practiced and he passed all the tests, and he moved on to sharpshooter school, and he passed all the tests, and he was first in his class at every turn. Right. And the last thing he had to do was pass a psych eval, and he ended up oh, no. as a like a clerk in the ass end of Alaska. Right. Just not but a was sharpshooter. It was it like the Aleutians
1: or something? The Aleutian Islands, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, you know,
1: that's a lot. Well, but I think even more than the fact that there's that just that sad tragedy that it can feed on. The other element is that the Cuckoo knows that there are now at least half a dozen people after it. That there's someone on the trail. So he wants it seems to me that he wants a human shield that's armed up for the eventuality that it has to find a place to hide and hibernate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we have the switch and we have two more episodes and we hope that uh, Ralph's coming to the light is not too late.
1: It's not too I'm late. I'm really appreciating this show. I um, I think we had a good run from Castle Rock through this. I, when we were going through Mr. Mercedes, there were episodes where it was just a drudge. But this program really hits between performances and writing Mm -hmm. and everything, Mm -hmm. it hits the right note every time. Yeah. And the fact that it's being very deliberate about its pacing up until the climax means that you're actually... something's going to happen. And like we've discussed earlier this episode, um, you're beginning to feel like the people that you've now become a comrade in arms with, that they're in danger. Yes. And they're not going to... Yeah, that's
0: the tough thing about these couple of episodes, because a lot does happen... To move us forward to mm-hmm. the to what's clearly right. going to be the end game, right? Um, but also those relationships are deeper, and I am like, please, don't, like please don't kill Andy.
1: Well, there's please also Andy. the relationship between the Andy detective and the lawyer is becoming really intriguing. Yes, because we've seen earlier how, um, Glory, right? Yes. Her, the family lawyer. What is his name? Howard. Howard. How someone's insulting Glory in a restaurant, and Howard stands mm-hmm. up and does his best, but he's a short, heavy set, middle-aged man, and he gets who knocked over. Who does his job
0: right. by yelling at people, not yes. by fighting people. And then
1: Ralph comes and in. Then and then Ralph comes in, he's the you know. muscle, yes. But Howard, I think that scene was really good, because it showed that he's the kind of person who will jump in, even when he knows that he's clearly overmatched, because it's the right thing to do. And it seems like that same characteristic is what's propelling him now. If this is the case, if we are looking at some kind of evil, then I'm supposed to jump in right now, even if I'm clearly overmatched. So I I, I like how that bit of characterization comes back in. Yeah. And agree. the tough guy detective is the one who's you know, otherwise competent in everything. It's like I am having a real problem with this. It's not that I don't believe that it's happening, I believe that I believe I that it's not happening step out I'm, of it.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how to fight it. So um, I could be walking into an ambush, right. and I, do, I can't walk into... Like, I just I can't bring myself and to do it. Not not a,
1: alone. I mentioned Van Helsing with Holly, because again, this is very much like... Stephen King has revisited Dracula several times. Yes. Uh, most notably in Salem's Lot, where well, he directly empires, referenced... Yeah. No, no, but... Oh, I mean, specifically Dracula. Dracula, okay. in that one person acts as the oh, anchor and gathers yes. this group of people together to do a thing. Yeah. And to stop this evil, and not all of them make it... And it's a good formula. Um, and I think we're seeing it again here, where Holly is now acting as that character yes. who's drawing everyone together. The difference is that... So King
0: Van Helsing. Right. Gary Sinise in the stand. and Yeah.
1: Or even Mother Abigail, maybe. Just grab... Yeah. But, I mean, in this case with Holly, the difference is that she doesn't know what she's doing. And shes you can see these scenes where Cynthia Revo is doing a really good job mm-hmm. of I am making this up as I go along. I'm not fabricating things, I'm just trying to put together... No,
0: I'm just following... Whatever whatever she limited. also feels very much like a Sherlock yeah. thing. Yes, she does. Because she's like, and then we do this, and then we do this, and then that's, this is how it will resolve. And what we're going to see now is how all those things don't happen. You know? Yeah, like, right. And, and now the yeah. stuff we did, we couldn't categorize right. and quantify, and the stuff that's definitely going to, yeah, buy this in the ass.
1: And there's a good... Uh, yeah, Stephen King is a fan of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I'm sure. Like, all good and decent people. I'm sure <laughs> But, but uh, you can see that, too, in that... She, but I love the fact that she is constantly looking at this, like, I am out of my depth, and I'm doing my best, but this is so far beyond what I'm prepared for, what I'm, you know... Because she effectively had no training for this. She did it herself. And now she's in the middle of it, and there's some great moments where she's relying on, is it Andy? Is that his name? Andy. Andy. She's relying on Andy because basically she's carrying the weight of all of these people. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why Ralph bothers her so much. Because she's convinced she's these other people... She's there to support
0: him and right. all he's doing is adding extra weight to her. Yeah. He's not He's not helping her carry it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, would be fine if your weight wasn't also on top of it. And me.
1: that's another moment that made <laughs> me feel... Like I was recalling Holly as a character who's gone through stages, and that uh-huh. one of them was uh, Mr. Mercedes, there's a moment when she tells Ralph that she feels the most comfortable with him. Yes. And you can see how Ralph is like um, Bill. Bill. Yes. You can see that same sort of gruff kind of... That's
0: why. Yeah, right. I know yeah. you. Right. I-, I know this type. Yes. I'm good with this type and usually this type is good with me so fucking yeah. get, and they get do. good with me they are, they are good he together he generally, if this was any of her cases in Mr. Mercedes yes. this wouldn't be a, an
1: issue but the fact that we are now go going, get that
0: dude who stole that plane okay right. let's do it
1: <laughs> like, Right. <laughs> this far outside of the normal and the, the, I love the like I said, his, Ben Mendelsohn's performance at the end yeah. as the guy just coming to terms with it going oh god now there's this but um but yeah it's really good. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. Yes.
0: Yeah. So next week we finish it up? Okay. Dad. I know. Um I hope Andy doesn't die, y'all. Save I don't Andy. remember and I I just hope he doesn't. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, do you have anything you would like to recommend? I actually... Something on an a more upbeat? No,
1: maybe. No, I don't. Um, Something on a downbeat? No. Yes. As a matter of fact, now that <laughs> okay. you mention it, I uh, I thought I should mention this. I have... I listen to podcasts at work. I'm a dispatcher. Yes. But there's passages where I'm just... of My time where I'm just working at a computer and I, I can afford to listen to podcasts and just silence them every time I get a call. And um, I've been listening to a podcast called On Our Watch. Uh-huh which is uh, from a local PBS station and NPR together. And it investigates scandals involving law enforcement. And what I appreciate about it is it's not taking it... I mean, it's very easy when you get news uh, that these kinds of things are sensationalized. Or they're mm-hmm. made into cases about race very often. And they, they, there are many cases where that's what actually happened. But... This is because of laws in California that allow people to, or that make everything that happens in a police investigation public record. You have these remarkable stories supported by actual recordings of the police officers themselves, mm-hmm. of internal affairs investigations, of times that people come up and testified. And what you see really is it's less about race in general and more about cop culture, which protects its own. Right. And it's horrifying. And so I would really recommend the podcast to anybody who doesn't have a complete understanding of how a culture of protecting class of people who basically can do anything that they want. Yeah. And, and you know, because there is this sort of Blue Lives Matter movement. hmm But what they're not looking at is, oh, no, this is a person who essentially can say and do whatever, can basically uh, persecute you in your own home. Mm-hmm get all of your private information, which happened in one case, mm-hmm. call your boyfriend and plant rumors about you, and n- do it with impunity. Because yeah. they immediately shutter themselves inside the wall of police unions, police lawyers, who are incredibly well-funded. Yeah, They just answer, every in one case, one person who very obviously did something wrong, uh, pursued the matter with the police union to the extent to where her police department that she worked for was shut down because they could no longer a- afford to um, to litigate everything operate and litigate at the same time. She is so as a reward of uh, having fought very hard with her police, you know, union rep, she gets her job back in a department that no longer exists. And some of these cases are just, you know, the last one I heard was about a young man who is attacked by an off-duty cop, and it's years before he's able to go into court and address the situation. He basically just gets beat up by someone twice the size right. in, like, um, a gas station mart, has all of his front teeth knocked out, and he's just, you know, by a, a man who's literally at 75 or 100 pounds heavier than he is.
0: But also who you're not allowed to fucking fight back against. Right.
1: Like, and, that's how you die. What's very interesting so. is how, in these cases, because you're getting the actual audio of most of them, not in that case Ugh. because it happened off-duty, right. but you're getting the audio of police propositioning women for sexual favors to get them mm. tickets, and in that case there's a woman who goes in to file her police report, and immediately the officer starts asking her if she's drunk, and when she says no, he's like, well, I'm not really sure about that, could you? And he puts her through a drunk test, even though she's a teetotaler and very religious person. And she's telling him, "I don't drink." He still tries to humiliate her into not saying anything, which just pushes this woman to go even further. And of course, that officer gets uh, stripped of duty, or, or and also fired. But okay. it's a very interesting. I'd recommend it. Uh, probably not if you don't want to confront this yet. I can understand if people are. It's it can be really angering. So I'm glad I'm not binging. That's why this. I am. Not, I have not yeah. listened
0: to it yet. I need to be in a. I need. A better mind. I don't of know. Mind. What frame of mind, but yeah. not the one that I'm in currently. I will
1: say that. But it's really fascinating listening to the process go. Like, what happens mm-hmm. to them, how this happens, how they get away with it sometimes, and you understand the flaws in the system that yeah. allow them to get away with it, and the absolute overprotectedness of police, and that gives them the feeling that they basically operate outside of the law. Right. So it's a really interesting podcast. I highly recommend it. What was it called again? Uh, On Our Watch.
0: On Our Watch. Okay.
1: Now, you. Me. Did you see anything? In the Heights.
0: (laughs) Washington Heights.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. In the Heights hit HBO Max this weekend.
1: Y'all, it's good. Watch it.
0: They changed a bunch.
1: Um, Uh Because we saw a live performance of it. Yes. Um, That was really lovely. I really enjoyed that experience.
0: They added a character, they changed some song placements. Um they took out a big thing. They su- they switched one of the the side storylines uh almost entirely. The right. Benny and uh Nina storyline is extraordinarily different than right. it is in the play. Um in the play, uh Nina's dad doesn't like Benny because he's black. Right. And they took that out entirely, they just are not going to touch it with on racism within the Latinx community, right. um, and she flunks out of school instead of just has having trouble paying mm-hmm. for school, um, which I, is I different
1: in this. So in, in this one, I, I like that motivation better because I think what's happened in the interim since Lin Manuel Miranda wrote in the Heights and mm-hmm. what its original run. And now is that we've had an age of intense racism. Yeah, but and I think that to lo- we'll remove right. to 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 gloss over the fact that there is
0: not insignificant uh-huh. racism against oh, yes. black folk in the Latin community, right. and he does put some melanated Latins in here as well because that's the other thing. They come in all colors. They are not all yes white passing, right? right? Um. Many are brown, many are black. Yeah. Uh, and um, I think that's important, but to sort of take out that is a little, I don't See, want to call it whitewashing because that's a rough
1: term, but I, that's I what, think it, I was okay with it because they introduced other things. They like, did, but they also made they her dad like, just ideas. like a
0: weird, overprotective dad, like
1: right. it's well, I, I, mm, I okay, don't know, what like, I appreciate about the depiction of the dad is that he is, now his motivation is, I am, um, she's the the prize of the neighborhood, and she's going to be the best of us, and she's the one who's going to succeed. Right. So this burden is put on her, and she doesn't want to be there. And there's an interesting metaphor of her watching like a child version of herself. Yeah. Who is like the neighborhood princess. Dancing
0: around the, the, the right. town, yeah. And now she realizes
1: it. that everyone's expecting to sub her. And between that pressure and the actual racism that she's facing... Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like right. it, it it lessens it a
0: little bit. I like that she's not failing, that it was a mm. choice to leave right. to protect her family and her, right. where she came from. I think that's a stronger motivation than making her... Well, of course, she's going to flunk out of Stanford, and that's a little bit like, fuck you. Right. Like, I don't know. It, uh, you yeah. know, like let her be smart and successful. Let her be making a choice, or being she, forced out of a thing because of economics. I, that makes sense. I don't. I but don't, their relationship right. doesn't have any tension to it. Benny, yeah. Benny, and Nina are just it's Benny and Nina. They're just a together. limited
1: amount of time as it is. It's close. To, it's pushing three hours, right? It's two twenty
0: three okay. in this format. So it's it's. I know, and they add. Like I said, they hmm. add a whole nother character right to it and a whole nother thread to yeah. it so um but i overall i like i said i really liked it the music is super good the dancing is amazing it's very pretty it's good i liked it
1: yeah i did too. i
0: liked it also we started watching loki we'll keep you posted so far so good
1: right i enjoyed it i i really did it it's uh, it went in a different direction than i expected
0: yeah, I like I, the tone
1: I, of it. I didn't know exactly what to expect. Anyhow, you I, I just didn't. I, I
0: this feels like a rated R comedy, and I'm like, I like a rated R comedy when it's done right.
1: So, One division was one. It was it was a show where I had no idea what the, what they were going to do, and I,
0: they did that on purpose. Yeah,
1: you're just sort of, what am I looking at? Yeah, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier was more of a down to earth action hero, straightforward. But with so much social relevance, they did not shy away from it at all. This is the same group of people who made Black Panther, and they Mm -hmm. attacked it with the same kind of verb. Mm -hmm. Um, But this, I have no idea where it's heading, because it is sort of a a really dark comedy.
0: Yeah. Owen Owen Wilson's in it. He's got Mm -hmm. silver hair. It looks good. Yeah. Gugu Mbatha-Raw is in it. I like saying her name. It's uh one of the one of the actresses from Lovecraft Country is in it who I'm excited to see and more stuff because I thought she was really good in that yeah she was so so far so good one episode, and we don't we we can't say more than that next time yes. we're finishing the outside bye Holly episodes nine and ten yes. Andy, stay with us. keep breathing and uh you should watch and 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 listen along with us mm-hmm. and then in the meantime. Uh, you can email us. Email us. We're getting close to needing a new topic. Mm.
1: Heroes? Maybe. I love heroes. I mean, it's like there's a, a, the, the. the Oh, feet. delicious meat. And yes. In yes. Pita.
0: a pita. Or like in a flatbread.
1: Wonderfully Heroes by the way Oh, tzatziki.
0: Nom, nom, uh. nom, Anyways, if you want to give us tips on heroes or any other such things, uh, we're available via email at latecomerspod at com. We're on Twitter at latecomerspod, and we're on Facebook. by searching Latecomers Podcast in the search bar. Until next week, I remind you to please take your medicine. Take your
1: medicine. And, no we,
0: and we remind you, better,
1: better late, late than, than never. never.